1: Independence. It's Friday, July 2nd, July 4th weekend. If you're in the Northeast, the weather stinks, but we're free celebrating our nation's independence. I always think of Bill Pullman in the movie Independence Day. I just saw Bill Pullman in another movie recently where he played a role and I was taken aback, having not seen him on the screen in a while. But independence is the word of the day and it's a double entendre. Do you know what that is, Coco? I know you do because you're the one who said a pre show a double entendre. Independence, not just because we're free, independence because there are teams who claim they are independent from Major League Baseball. They do what they want. There's other teams who say we can't do what we want because of Major League Baseball. We're not independent. We can't be independent. I was really good at doing this when I was an executive there were times when I would say to you as fans, hey, my hands are tied. MLB has told us we can't play here. We can't do this. We can't do that. MLB has told us that we have to sign a player. We don't have to sign a player. We have to raise our payroll. We have to lower our payroll. We're being fined. We're being taxed. We're being drug tested. When it suits me, it's MLB's fault. When it suits me, it's MLB's idea. MLB is there to be used by teams because they are a nameless, faceless organization. Forget the fact that Rob Manford is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. From a team standpoint, and from a team's fans standpoint, the commissioner's office is this ogre, this overpowering entity, whereas your local team You've got a manager who's the face of the team. You've got a general manager, a president, an owner. There's people who you want to answer to you, answer to the problems of the team. The Los Angeles Dodgers have a problem. Major League Baseball has a problem. This is the third straight day I'm talking about this problem. That's how big it is. We're still talking about Trevor Bauer and the fact that he's due to start on Independence Day on Sunday. And I was going to leave well enough alone. But I couldn't because two people spoke who hadn't spoken on the issue yet. And when that happens, I'm going to tell you what they're saying and why they're saying it. I want to start with our good friend, Rachel Luba, who is Trevor Bauer's agent. His agent, also the agent for Yassel Puig. She's been quiet. We talked about the fact that he hired a lawyer to deal with these allegations. And that Rachel's been quiet, but she couldn't stay quiet anymore. And she had a flex who she is. She said, as an agent and an attorney, thank you, Rachel. I'm so thankful that you told me you were also an attorney. However, when you say you're an attorney and then say what you're about to say, it makes you look like you didn't forget past the bar that you didn't even go to law school. And I'm not trying to sully your reputation, Rachel. I'm merely saying, look at what you're saying, Are you helping your client? Every time you talk as a lawyer, you have to say, am I helping my client? Because if you cannot say that for certain, then shut up. As an agent or an attorney, and I said, or, and is what she said. I think it is important to reiterate that I will always defend my clients when I believe the accusations made are false. Stop as an attorney, you defend your client because the law of our land states that every single person deserves a defense. Do you know what question you don't ask your client when you're representing a client in a criminal complaint? You don't say, excuse me, I got a question. Did you do this? It should never even come up. So she's reiterating to you that she will defend clients when I believe the accusations made are false, which means when the accusations that are made are true, does she step away from the case? Does she drop the player? Does she drop the case and say, good luck? You don't get a defense. You don't get a defense. You don't wait. I believe you. You get a defense. Oh, I think that's true. Uh, I I can't defend you. It's the single stupidest thing I've heard a lawyer say in a very long time, and that list is longer than my arm. I should have said longer than Coca's arm. I should have said longer than Robert Wadlow's arm. Because being longer than my arm, that's really not so much. And then Rachel wanted to flex that she's got some inside info. She said, I'm privy to much more information than what has been reported publicly at this time, and I'm confident that the truth will come to light. Well, if you're a lawyer and you know there's a criminal complaint and a possible charge against your client, of course the truth is going to come to light because that's what a trials for. The only time the truth doesn't come to light is when you settle with the state or settle with someone civilly, pay them money, take some sort of lower misdemeanor instead of a felony, have it sealed, and then no one knows what the truth is. But if you go all the way to trial, then yes, of course, the truth will come to light. But it's good that you're privy because you're now a witness. What are you privy to, Rachel? You're privy to the 67-page explanation of what Bauer did? Or are you privy to the text messages, messages where the woman said, choke me out, roar? Are you privy to the fact that you can't consent to something that is not able to be consented to? Are you privy to the fact that wanting rough sex doesn't mean you want to get anally plugged? Are you privy to those facts, Rachel? I'm just curious what your position is. But thank you for talking and adding to the conversation because you've really taught us all a lot. The Dodgers are in no better position. If I'm the president of the Dodgers, I am not having Dave Roberts do the talking. I am the owner and I'm having my president talk or Andrew Friedman, the president of baseball operations or Stan Caston. where are you guys? Silent. How come there's no accountability to the people who run the Dodgers for opening their mouths, telling us something and making a decision? Instead, they put out their manager you guys are a bunch of wimps. Should be ashamed of yourselves. And then you approve Dave Roberts to say what he said yesterday about Trevor Bauer pitching on Sunday. We're in the middle of letting the commissioner's office handle this, Dave Roberts said. It's in their hands right now. Where's hockey? It's in your hands. Stan Caston, Mark Walters. Andrew Friedman, it's in your hands. Our direction, Dave Roberts continued, was just to move forward and not do anything as far as the player or Trevor. So our plan is he's going to start on Sunday. I'm sorry. What did you say? You said that our direction was just to move forward and not do anything as far as the player or Trevor? Hmm. Do you know what I never did in 18 years? I never once called Major League Baseball and said, excuse me. Hi, it's David from Florida. I was just wondering, should we start sleepy or dopey on Tuesday night? I can't figure out who to hit in a three hole. Any thoughts? I mean, I'm just curious. I'm taking a poll. Baseball told the Dodgers to move forward that means baseball, according to the Los Angeles Dodgers, called up the Dodgers and said, hi, we think you should start Trevor Bauer on Sunday. I will bet you dollars to donuts that call did not take place. Major League Baseball may be completely paralyzed to not know what to do when I know what they should be doing. He should be put on administrative leave, which is allowed in the collective bargaining agreement, in the joint domestic abuse agreement, the joint agreement on domestic violence and abuse, where when a player is accused, he can be suspended with pay for seven days pending an investigation. After seven days, that can be made longer if both the union and the league agree. But this first seven days on the house. You tell me why Trevor Bower's is allowed to pitch and Major League Baseball tries to pretend that it wants to do what's right for women. There's a theme in today's show, a lot of talk about what's right for women. How about some action? And don't at me at David P. Sampson, innocent till proven guilty. She's a gold digging whore. That's a good one. I'm the king of innocent till proven guilty. It's the basic tenant of our defense of our criminal justice system. But when I own or run a company, I get to decide who represents my company. Hard stop. Within the four corners of the Constitution, of course. I can't use race or religion or creed or sex or any of that. But I get to decide who's on my team and I get to decide who pitches when, who plays when. And you think it's a good look for the Los Angeles Dodgers to have Trevor Bauer pitch on Sunday or even be with the team in D.C. on Independence Day? and then blame it on baseball for saying they gave us the direction that we should just move forward. All right. Let's take the bait. One time, let's take the bait. If Major League Baseball actually told Dave Roberts what Dave Roberts said Major League Baseball told them, then the Los Angeles Dodgers have to be better. They have to take what baseball said and said we disagree with you. We cannot just move forward. If you are not going to put him on administration, administrative leave, then we are going to skip his turn in the rotation, which is our right. Paying him $40 million does not give him the right to play one inning, to throw one pitch. Someone on Twitter told me if they skip his turn in the rotation, there'll be a grievance. What are you talking about? If you don't pay him, there can be a grievance. You don't have an inalienable right because you sign a contract and you're the highest paid player in baseball that you get to play. It's not your right. And I want more facts to come out. That's fine. We'll know if the district attorney charges Trevor that the text messages are not enough, that the DA thinks that a jury would not. Find him guilty of this assault. Rachel Luba feels like there's enough that there won't be charges and that all the information is going to come out. And none of that matters right now. What matters is baseball and the Dodgers are making a mistake. We are heading into an all star game. All of the great talk of Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero, the youngest player to get the most votes, Fernando Tatis starting at shortstop, the great performance by the Blue Jays having three starters. So many positive things. Anyone want to talk about Trevor Barry? Going to put him on the all-star team? Has he pitched well enough to be an all-star? Probably. You're going to put him on that team? You're going to subject him to the media in Denver? Is that going to happen? I'm furious, Coca, on a random Friday. I've known Andrew Friedman for so long, Coca so long. I'm going to apologize right now, because I mentioned Andrew Friedman's name along with Stan Kasten. Andrew Friedman's hands are tied. The way that team is run, Stan Kasten rules with a very heavy fist. Andrew Friedman may want to be doing something that he's not allowed to do, because the Andrew Friedman I know He's not pitching Trevor Bauer. The Andrew Friedman I know is making a statement. The Andrew Friedman I know is a mensch and will choose health and safety of women over a victory on Sunday, any day of the week, and twice on a specific Sunday. I feel for you, Andrew. I know you're getting paid a lot of money, so you're not going to go anywhere, but man, oh man. Working where you work cannot be easy at all. And the situation you're in, I'm not going to say I told you so because I told you you shouldn't have signed Bauer, but not because of his behavior, because of his mouth. You know, we spend time on this show and it, it gets hard for me I admit it. We do a show every day. We do it for you. We do it for me. We do it for Coca. We do it because there's stuff to talk about every single day. And it's not that I get tired of being right, because that comes off as being cocksure, along with being diminutive. What I do get tired about is with regard to certain subjects when I know certain things are happening and then they happen. And I don't get to say I told you so because I told you so, it sounds so petty. Wait to seize are a bit of an I told you so, but those aren't so serious. I'm referring to what happened in Washington yesterday with Daniel Snyder. Remember we did a show this week about him naming Tanya, his wife as a CEO, and what eyewash that was? Well, I've got a new low for eyewash in Washington. The NFL came down on Daniel Snyder yesterday. It was big. I hope everyone's ready for what happened. The Washington football team was fined 10 million dollars. 10 million. For Daniel Snyder, he opened his drawer, he went on his Venmo account. He's got a lot of Venmo Max. It's not like 2000 bucks a month. And he Venmoed 10 million dollars to various charities. He took the tax write-off for paying the $10 million fine to charity because you get to get a write-off when you give money to 501c3s. And Daniel Snyder and Roger Goodell got to say, hey, remember all that bad culture? Remember all the misogyny? Remember all of the abuse that took place, the sexual harassment, the workplace misconduct? It's gone in a snap of a finger and a wire of 10 large. It's gone. You can't fool me, Roger. Tanya said, you know, I can't believe all this was happening. I'm despondent. It's embarrassing. Of course, we had just been told that she'd been a part of everything always, but I guess she didn't know. Daniel Snyder released an entire statement that was so long and so disingenuous that it reeked of vomit. I've learned a lot in the past few months, he said, about how my club operated. Somebody let him start his statement, not by apologizing to the women who were impacted, not by saying that the culture that he created was a nightmare, if not illegal and unfair not by acknowledging that he was a part of it. Someone let him start with the most disingenuous horse crap sentence of a statement you're going to read. And I don't say that lightly. I have learned a lot from the past few months about how my club operated and the kind of workplace we had. It is now clear that the culture was not what it should be. But I did not realize the extent of the problem or my role allowing that culture to develop and continue. How dare you, Daniel? How dare you tell us as fans that at one point you are a total meddling owner who we know gets involved in everything going on on the field? We know you're involved in everything that's going on off the field. We know it already. And then when the shit hits the fan and you realize that you went too far and you're having one of the great comeuppances of all time. The best you do is start by saying, I who knew? What'd you take that page from Cuban? I had no idea. I'm so thankful that I got to learn all the things that were happening and that we were making calendar girls feel uncomfortable and that we had an atmosphere where women felt that they could not just not be promoted, but they were being looked at and talked about in ways that are wholly inappropriate. Thank God he went on to say feels great remorse for the people who had difficult, even traumatic experiences working here. I'm truly sorry for that. Try not to say I'm truly sorry, because it means when you don't say that, that you're really fake sorry. It's like when you say, "I got," can I be honest with you? Yeah. Don't ever say that. It means when you don't preface a statement by saying, can I be honest? To be honest, that means when you don't say it, you're not being honest. I'm truly sorry. Other times I'm fake, sorry. Then he spent the rest of his statement outlining all of the great things they've done. Coincidence alert, all the things they've done happen to be the things that they are now required to do by the independent investigator. Oh, the independent investigator named Kate Wilkinson. Hi, Kate. How independent are you? You were hired by Dan Snyder. But then in the middle, they had the epiphany we can't have the, the Redskins hire us. We need the National Football League to hire us because then we'll be truly independent. That's like saying the Blue Ribbon Report in MLB was truly independent. Oh yeah, MLB never saw that Blue Ribbon Report before it came out. Nah. Report on steroids, please. Who saw that first? It just appeared in the inbox one day. You think Roger Goodell didn't look at Wilkinson's report and what her suggestions were? We won't see the report because it was oral but we do know what was suggested and told for them to do. This is very important. Beth Wilkinson said, there's 10 things you have to do. Develop protocols for reporting harassment. Thank you. A disciplinary action plan. Thank you. Regular culture surveys. This is a good one. I got to read number three because NFL over the next two years is going to make the Washington football skins report back and show these surveys. Here it goes. Conduct regular anonymized workplace culture and sexual harassment climate surveys to track the club's progress in addressing these issues. Oh, that works. I wonder how many women were consulted who have been harassed who say, Yeah, I'm probably not going to put that in the survey. Number four, very popular in 2021, you need training. Workplace diversity training, inclusion training, harassment training. Let's do a role play. When there's a woman around, should you be making jokes about her body? Mm, Let's train. Number five, a more diverse workplace. Thank you for hiring a black president and a minority Coach and all the other people of color you brought in. Good job, Dan. So glad you did that. Number five, check. Six, establish clear lines of authority. That's another good one. I'm glad Beth came up with that one. Here's the clear line of authority with the Washington football skins Daniel Snyder's in charge. Nothing happens without him knowing it. Nothing, not one thing. Is that not clear enough? Feels clear to me. Are we clear? Crystal. Seven, expand and empower HR and legal. It's always a good one. You got to have more HR people. You got to have people, plenty of people. Eight, develop formal onboarding performance management and compensation system and exit interview process. I do like that one. Hey, we just fired you or you're leaving. Just curious. Are you leaving because you were harassed or because we don't pay you enough or because we fired you because you still get your job? Could you check one of the three boxes before we pay your severance, please? Pretty please. Don't check the one that says you were harassed because then you're not going to get your severance. Nine. Protect the cheerleading team. Really? Don't worry if you are a female in the sales department. If you're a cheerleader, you deserve special protection. Why? Because the owner pays strict attention to the cheerleaders. And finally, regular assessment of policies require the club to retain an independent professional consultant selected by the team approved by the league to conduct an annual assessment of all employment policies to ensure they are both consistent with best practices and being implemented in practice. <laughs> GMAB. Do you know people I could hire? You pay them 80 grand a year and they'll tell you whatever I want you to tell you. But the league's going to monitor it. Thank God for that. How do you think the women feel who were interviewed by Beth Wilkinson? think they feel good about this. The NFL released a statement and released all of these things that Dan Snyder had done. Dan Snyder acknowledged. He said, I'm stepping away from the daily operation of the team for the next few months so Tanya can be the CEO. I'm going to work on new stadium and other issues. Don't worry, Tanya and I barely talk. I don't know that we even share a room, but I'm not going to know anything that goes on. Tanya's going to do everything. I think Tanya's going to choose the new name and she's definitely going to decide who's going to be the next quarterback. I promise you that. And when it comes to the draft, Tanya's our woman. Oh, marketing and sales for sure. Tanya and Jason have that. What do I know? I'm just going to go to the game Sunday at one. Oh, by the way, are the games at one or four? Uh, Tanya, do me a favor. Could you just send me the sketch and I'll make sure I show up at the games? Thanks. I'll be over here just doing new stadium stuff. Oh, thank you. Oh, Roger, go ahead and tell him. Tell him I stepped away, stepped aside. I won't be involved. Tiny's going to go to the owner's meetings too. Phew, I hate going to those things. It's so obvious what went on here. Beth Wilkinson made these findings. Snyder knew exactly what the findings were going to be because the NFL and Snyder did the findings with Beth Wilkinson because once she announced the findings, he gets to say, surprise, thank you for your independent findings, but I've done all 10 things you want me to do already. That's the most amazing coincidence of all time. How good am I that I could figure what you were going to make me do and I'm already doing it? Man, that's good. Your happy price, price line. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Today is Friday, July 2nd. Heavy start to the show, but an important start. Thank you for making it through a week. Thank you for making June the biggest month ever for Nothing Personal. We are growing like a fungus among us. Keep going. Tell your friends about it. I don't want to stop till we're at the top and we're going to get there. Mark my words. I don't settle for 70th or 60th or 50th or 40th. I want number one. Always. We talk about what's trending for 45 minutes every day. What you want to hear about, what other people are talking about. We're going to tell you how it is. We'll do sports, culture, entertainment, politics. And we get to watch a movie, which I did yesterday. I watched the new Kevin Hart movie called Fatherhood. In that movie, Kevin Hart pays, plays a man, true story, a man whose wife dies right after childbirth, and he then has to raise his daughter on his own. It's based on a true story. I read an article where uh, it's based on a story of a white guy, and they cast a black guy to play the part. And there were some people who were asking about that. I could care less who plays the part. The story is the story. Kevin Hart is a very interesting, funny, quality actor. I love him in many movies. He really did well in this movie with the material that he was given, but the material wasn't nearly deep enough. Kevin Hart has the ability to flex his acting chops in a way that he was not granted in this movie. The star of the movie is the daughter. She's a little girl who's phenomenal. When he and her are in scenes together, I felt something, otherwise I didn't. They tried to make a serious topic less serious by having that comedian. I forgot his name, Coca. There's a comedian who we've reviewed him in another movie. N- Melody Hurt is, is the daughter. What's the name of, the, uh, of his friend, the comedian who was in another movie? God damn it, Coca. Yes. Lil Rel. Lil Rel. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Lil Rel? Anyway. I don't know what he's doing. Like, is it a buddy movie? Is he there to be funny? He wasn't funny at all. The movie should have been more, way more. It could have been more. What do you do? Don't just go through the obvious, oh, I'm a father. What do I know about changing diapers? And how do I go to a meeting with all mothers when I'm a single father? What do I say? What do I do? Am I going to lose my child? Should I keep working? Should I not working? Can I get a promotion? Can I not get a promotion? That's all the ordinary stuff that Fatherhood covered. They could have done more because Kevin Hart has the breath to do it. But the script didn't allow it. Fatherhood, it's a new movie on Netflix. If you're taking a plane soon, watch it. If you're not in the mood to watch another episode of Shit's Creek or start watching Newsroom or West Wing or Breaking Bad, you can watch it. It's not the biggest waste of time, but boy, it could have been better. How are the Yankees doing today? I like checking in on them on a day-to-day basis. I don't think they lost last night, which is very exciting. What is interesting to me that did happen yesterday is Hal Steinbrenner finally spoke. And Hal Steinbrenner said a few things that I found to be rather interesting. (laughs) You know how when uh, you work for your dad, and I have great experience in this, I worked for my stepfather and father for many, many years. It's hard. There's no doubt about it because you want to prove yourself. You want people to believe it's not about nepotism. So you want to work 10 times as hard, 10 times as smart. You want to show that you do things differently when you can. You have to be respectful of your family. You have to deal with the issue with siblings and cousins and friends and Romans and countrymen. There's a lot going on. Hal Steinbrenner had a deal with his siblings after their father died, when George Steinbrenner died. George Steinbrenner, the most famous owner in the history of sports, hands down. More famous than Charlie Finley, more famous than Jerry Jones. Is there anyone I should do a top five list of most famous owners? George Steinbrenner has to be number one on that list can't be easy growing up in the shadow of George Steinbrenner. Can't be easy when George Steinbrenner handles every problem the way many owners do. Bye-bye. We're not winning games. You're fired. You're fired. You're traded. You're rehired. You're reacquired. You're fired again. You're traded again. You're overpaid. You're underpaid. You're overpaid now. Hal Steinbrenner is trying to be different. But Yankee fans who, when George Steinbrenner was at his height, I'd like to remind you, because many of you are too young to know this. Do you know that when George Steimer was at the height of his insanity, the Yankees didn't win crap? And when George Steimer got suspended by baseball and had to stop running the team, brought in Joe Torre, Brian Cashman, things changed. There was stability. Stability in baseball matters. When George Steinbrenner was firing so many managers, he was roundly criticized because they weren't winning World Series. They were just firing managers. They loved the fact that he spent money. They loved the fact that he was engaged and cared, but all of the change, did it work? Hal Steinbrenner had to say something yesterday that must've been hard for him to say. When asked about what to do with Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, he said, I blame the players. And don't tell me to fire Boone and Cashman right now, because I know my dad did that. And guess what? You all have revisionist history. You sure that it worked? Because I'm not so sure. He actually said, Al Starbender did, that people forget. It didn't help what my dad did. It didn't work. And by the way, you all criticized him for it. So Hal Starbender said, I'm a believer in seeing an entire body of work. And then I'll decide. Hmm, interesting. He then went on to say, we're responsible. We're in charge. We all can share the blame. But make no mistake about it, in my opinion, the majority of the responsibility lies with the players. They're the ones on the field. Everything's good so far. It's always tough when your owner talks because if they talk too much, they have a small problem because they're going to get themselves in trouble. That's why we don't really like owners talking much. Although for nothing personal purposes, it's great. I like when you say everyone's responsible. I like when you place blame on players. I agree. Managers can only put players in the right position. Analytics departments put players in the right position to succeed. If it players aren't good enough, I guess that's the fault of the GM. If the players are good enough, but they're not playing to the back of their baseball card, then at what point is it the player's fault? that would have been fine. But then Hal didn't stop. Any given year, there's a number of reasons, Hal Steinbrenner said, it makes sense to be under the threshold. The question was, are you going to add money at the deadline to help your team? He listens to nothing personal. You know what I told you, and I've said it on the air doing interviews from New York radio, New York TV, anywhere the Yankees will not be taking on money to go over the luxury tax threshold this year. It's not going to happen. Not a chance. So just leave it alone, Hal. If I feel we're not good enough and we need another piece to be the championship caliber team that we want to be and expect to be, Steinbrenner said, then I'm going to seriously consider doing whatever I need to do. Or hockey. Why would you give your fans another piece of information that they're going to use against you when you know you're not going to go above the luxury tax threshold because the juice isn't worth the squeeze when you're five, six, seven games out of the wild card, when you're in fourth place in your division and your offense is showing no signs, when your pitching staff is thinner than a balding man's hair? Just don't say anything. It's way easier that way but we're going to watch now. Believe me, hell, we're going to watch. Watched the Bucks last night. Anyone want to know why the Bucs were favored by two and a half? I don't, because Giannis wasn't playing. Trey wasn't playing. That means when both teams lose their superstar, the Bucs at home are only two and a half point favorites over the Hawks. That was a free one, ladies and gentlemen. We're now 90 and 66 back to 24 games over. The Bucs covered. They're up three to two. That was fun. I liked watching the Bucks win. Come on, Bucks! I want to see Bucks sons. I want to see Al Cinder go against Alvin Adams and Connie Hawkins and the Van Arsdale twins. Coca, stay awake. It's a Friday. If you don't know who the Van Arsdale twins are, then I don't want to talk to you. All right. We got a weekend full of picks. Get ready. We're going baseball. So many good matchups. I need to talk about three of them for you. Tonight, we've got the Padres and the Phillies. The Padres are feeling really, really good about themselves. They've got Chris Paddock going. Chris Paddock, the Cy Young Award winner who I traded to the Padres for Francisco Rodney in 2016, who was the best closer at the time and couldn't throw a strike, get a player out. Went to the All-Star game as a Marlin. We traded for him before the All-Star break. Didn't help us at all. Got crushed for making that trade years later. Chris Paddock is pitching for the Padres. The number one pitcher for the Padres. He's better than Darvish. He's better than Snell. He's better than DeGrom. And he's the guy. Oh, that's right. No one's talking like that now. Wheeler over paddock tonight. Zach Wheeler is a real number two. Chris Paddock is what we told you he was. A four or five at best. I hate taking the Phillies. I really do because the Phillies absolutely stink and betting on Joe Girardi gives me hives. But we're taking the Phillies over the Padres. Saturday, we got the Subway Series. I don't know if the weather's going to hold in New York because the weather absolutely stinks, but it's Garrett Cole again, the Boris client without the spin rate. The guy who had such a bad June gets his first start in July. Still no sticky substances going against Stroman, who has pitched very well for the New York Metropolitans. It is a huge game for the Mets. I hate to keep picking against the Yankees because it makes them win. Although the Angels beat him when we picked against him a couple days ago. I just think that Stroman, here we go. I'm going to say it. Get ready. Get ready, Coca. Without foreign substances, Marcus Stroman is better than Garrett Cole. (gasps) What? David, what did you say? Don't say that. You can't say it. Cole got $300 million. Strowman only got a qualifying offer. Don't say that. Sorry. What I mean is right now, Strowman, Strowman's hurt. Oh, nah, we're doing it. Strowman over Cole on Saturday. What about Sunday? Another great game. That's the Trevor Bauer game. On principle alone, I'm taking the Nats over the Dodgers. The level of distraction that exists with the Dodgers is so unbelievable that I cannot take them. The Nats have a chance to catch the Mets. They're playing better. I believe that Bauer made, you know, I didn't do a wait to see on this. And I'm thinking about it while we're doing the show because you know we do it live. That's how we roll here. Do we think that, uh, Bauer is going to pitch Sunday after what we talked about before the show. I'm thinking in real time with you. Uh, Wait to see. Trevor Bauer will pitch on Sunday. How about a bonus, Coca? A bonus wait to see. Trevor Bauer will pitch on Sunday, but we're taking the Nats over Bauer. So those are our three picks: Phil's over Padres, Mets over Yankees, and Nationals over Dodgers. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wait to see is when we tell you something's gonna happen. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but we always revisit. One of the things that I don't like about many of the gas bags who are all over the place these days is that they'll just give you hot takes for clicks or hot takes because they're told to give you hot takes. I don't like that. I like having accountability. So I revisit every single wait to see once we know whether or not it happened or didn't happen. I've got a wait to see today not just about power, that's the bonus, about Reggie Bush. Who read about Reggie Bush? Pan down, pan down. We've got comments from Reggie Bush. Is there any chance Coca understands that reference at all? Just nod to me. It's a Friday. I think that with 10 minutes left in the show, you're probably gone already, getting ready for the weekend, going full lover boy on me. But that was a very funny old movie reference. Coca. Wake up. Name, image, and likeness started yesterday. Did you follow all the deals that were happening? Every other minute, there was a new tweet. This guy just signed a $10,000 deal to be a professional dog walker. This guy is going to be on this radio show for $5,000. This guy is doing a car dealership ad. Hi, my name is John Cocktostin, and I'm telling you to buy this Dodge from Alabama. Alabama Dodge. I stand behind it can I get the car now? It's been an absolute cluster. The NCAA just basically said, let's go. It's July 1st. All these states are starting because state law says college players in certain states can take advantage of their name, image, and likeness and be compensated for it. The NCAA said, we can't have that. We got to have everybody do it. Therefore, everybody can get money now. Everywhere. How do we do it? Ah, we got a few rules. It's easy. No problem no one knows what the hell they're doing. They really don't. I'm not sure what the NCAA is actually doing. So here is what my suggestion is. My suggestion is the NCAA actually does work with Congress and tries to find a way to have a roadmap for what can and cannot be done because right now the NCAA looks foolish. Reggie Bush has decided this isn't fair. Who's Reggie Bush? Please tell me you know who that is. USC Heisman Award winner, who illegally took money and gifts and homes and got his Heisman stripped. USC had its national championship revoked. I want to say 2004, but I could be wrong. Bunch of scholarships lost. Bunch of games that were wins became losses. It was a big McGilla. Reggie Bush went public yesterday saying, hi, my name's Reggie. Could you please give me my Heisman back? Because everything that I did back then is now totally legal. Thank you. Coke and I had an argument about this, and I'm going to have it with you. When you do something that's illegal, and then years later it becomes legal, do you go back and say to all the people who did it when it was illegal, we're sorry, we had it wrong because now it's legal. Therefore, what you did was legal. Coca brought up marijuana. All the people who have marijuana convictions, now that marijuana is legal, does that mean all of them get their convictions expunged? Many of them are. You can't give them back the time they served. You're not going to pay them money. They're not getting reparations. They're getting their records cleared, so when they fill out a form, they don't have to say that they've been ever convicted of a felony, because no matter what employers tell you, they don't like that. You can't go back in time when you weren't allowed to take money, regardless of whether that was right or wrong, and whether you agree with it or disagree with it, and say, well, now that you can get money, Reggie, it's totally fine that you took that money. How can you possibly do that? I want to go back to every NBA game where my team lost by a point before the three-point line was put into effect. And I want to look at every jump shot that was taken from behind what is now the three-point line. And I want to say those points should count as three, not as two, those buckets. And if you count them, we win that game. If we win that game, we win the division. We win the series, win the championship. Finally, the Knicks win a championship. You can't do it that way. You can't go after the fact and go back in time. Reggie Bush comes off looking totally league to me. Why don't you come out and say something different in your statement instead of begging to get your Heisman back and complaining that you're not getting any love or any attention from people? Why don't you come out and say, I am so thankful that I've lived to see the day when the NCAA has changed its mind and allowed players in college to be properly compensated for the work they do on and off the field. I am so pleased that no player going forward has to go through what I went through, the stress and anxiety of doing something that I knew what was wrong in order to take care of my family. I am so thankful that from this day forward, there will never be another victory vacated or a national championship taken away. And finally, I am so thankful that the NCA woke up and realized that it's just business. Sorry, Reggie. It's nothing personal.